Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. This radio show this week is a big realization that I had in regard to my recovery and I had lots of these and sometimes I'm a little bit behind in sharing them because there's just so many that this year has brought about for me and I could really be doing radio shows three times a week but I'm writing them down and I'm getting to them when I can and this one today is really important and very very powerful so I really hope that uh, that you get access to this show and that um, quite a lot of people are going to read this blog because I know it can be really really helpful so today's radio show is a crucial understanding and it's a deep understanding of ourselves when we want to become full and healthy And it's to do with our ability to emotionally anchor inside ourselves or not, if we can't. So what is one of the worst side effects of trauma? Truly it is this. We're terrified about just being when we've been traumatized, which means we struggle to feel normal. We struggle to feel calm. We struggle to just be. And it means that we're constantly anguished and we could be suffering the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder or even complicated traumatic stress disorder, which is an absolute symptom of being narcissistically abused. So it's really important to understand that if we don't feel safe in life, it means we may not feel safe with people. We may experience a low or high level of anxiety and emotional pain constantly, constantly running in the background or the foreground of our life. If we don't feel safe in life, we don't feel safe with ourselves. And what this really means is we don't feel safe to be in our own bodies. So... Mental well-being truly is a product of emotional well-being. If our emotions are a mess, our mind has a very hard time dealing with the body's trauma. And I've talked about this quite a bit and I've got a, a YouTube coming out on this shortly because it's really important to understand and a lot of it, my deeper understanding came about as a result of getting very involved in Joe Dispenza's work which really put the pieces together for me in regard to peptide addiction, etc. Now, I discovered as a result of two narcissistic abuse experiences and my desire to journey 
my desire and my journey to deeply recover that recovery is not about what the mind would like to think and do because if we don't address the emotional state which is within the cells of our body it can be really hard to get the mind to take control of our emotions and in fact generally the mind is very ineffective in doing that it's going to cave in and keep following the body's emotions and this is especially the truth if our emotions are peaking with fear and pain and loss and anguish. And especially if our emotions can't simply be at peace. Our mind is trying to find strategies to shut down the emotional pain and ends up hooking up peptide addiction which only creates more of this state of not being able to be at peace. So during my healing journey there were lots of things I discovered about myself that I also discovered about others working at recovery from narcissistic abuse. And one pro profound piece of information was this, that one of the consistent things, one of the common denominators was a grave difficulty to be in our bodies. If we're not in our bodies, we feel disassociated, disjointed and often frantic. Our emotions and our minds feel anguished and we're highly susceptible to being triggered which is very much what complicated traumatic stress disorder is all about. We can feel incredibly fragile and vulnerable and we fear that we're going to be unable to control or create our new life. Now in a recent article and radio show I did I talked about being vulnerable with ourselves and how vital it is to learn how to self-soothe and be with our emotions. Lots of my inner work and research allowed me to realize that people who are not emotionally soothed as children, when suffering negative emotion, have an impaired ability to be with themselves healthily when feeling emotionally distressed. So this leads to outer seeking which is addiction and obsessive compulsions and codependency, including unhealthy relationships, to try to find relief outside of ourselves because we didn't know or believe that we could be present with ourselves and effective to soothe ourselves. So this radio show is about taking this understanding deeper. So I'd like you to do a little exercise in your own time and the exercise will be up on the blog with the full instructions it's really quite simple it's an exercise in regard to coming inside your body and how to check out whether or not you're living in your body or you're not in your body there's this little exercise which is really simple which is just about sitting on your couch or your chair just stopping totally stopping and sitting and doing nothing and set a timer for 10 minutes and just be. So it's about just breathing in and out and take your awareness inside of yourself and don't let yourself think of anything outside of you. So if you start to, just bring yourself back inside, back inside. And what this is, in effect, is you connecting to the inside of your body. And it's in this state that you'll see how comfortable you are being in your own body. So if it feels like a lovely natural hiatus, 
then you're very comfortable and familiar with being in your body. If it feels highly uncomfortable, such as your mind won't stop thinking of things outside of your body, or you want to do anything else but do this, or it could even feel really painful to do it, then that's a powerful indication that you're living your life outside of your body. So why do we need to be in our body? Why is it such a big deal? For many of us, the way we have lived or we may still be living, it's common to be living the illusion of separation. Now in this state, in the illusion of separation, we don't believe we can trust life and we certainly don't know how to emotionally trust ourselves. And this is all part of fearful and painful survival programs which have taken hold and they've accumulated deep within our subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is actually the cellular network throughout our entire body. And the older we get, the more intense, dense and ingrained these faulty beliefs become. So whilst we're operating through the illusion of separation, which is survival beliefs, we feel that life and living necessitates strategies to survive. We believe that life doesn't have our back and that there's not a stream of well-being which we are connected to or that we deserve to experience. Now, all of these false premises are born out of the illusion of separation. The more separated we are from the inherent stream of well-being, which is our natural state to live as, the more it hurts. So the greater the gap, the more that we're doing that illusion of separation, the greater negative emotion is suffered. And that's actually what all negative emotion is about. So what we may not have realized that is by trying to control things in the outer world, the greatest separation we continue to experience is the separation with ourselves. And we did not realize this is what equaled being separated from worthiness, well-being and love. We did not realize that to be connected to the stream of well-being, which is life, we needed to be in our bodies connected to ourselves. So when we're in this state of separation, we have to use alternatives to try to feel better because we are disconnected from our true state, true self state of inherent worthiness, well-being and love. So this has to be things like other people, food, alcohol, seeking acclaim, attention, sex, material goods, etc 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 now initially these things could feel good or they could even feel great and the reason why initially they do because the focus is taken temporarily off the raw and ragged edge of negative emotions and that's an expression Esther Hicks uses and I love that expression because it really does sum it up so that raw and ragged edge is the negative emotions caused by our own separation. So it's really important to understand that anything on the outside, even though it could feel good or great as the quick fix, 
it's never the solution because what it can only ever be is temporary relief from the pain. And temporary relief, of course, it can feel wonderful short term, especially if it's alleviating horrendous lack of worthiness, painful feelings of unlovability and the agony of being cut off from the natural flow of the well-being of life. In fact, many, many people mistake the temporary relief of somebody else taking emotional pain away as love. And in fact, love bombers in the incredible high of love are generally people that are suffering so much internal emotional separation and pain that the high of love feels euphoric as the relief. Now it's really important to understand that those feelings of relief, they're not love. They're actually the dependence on another person granting you emotional relief from yourself. When in fact, you are the only person who can be responsible for and effective at healing your own internal pain and closing the gap of your separation from yourself. So many people use the high, the relief, of sex, food, alcohol, attention or material gain to try and gain a connection to themselves. What they don't realise until they do become conscious is that the only way to get in your own body, which is create inner connection, is by going within and working at getting peace within. It can never be provided by something or someone outside of you. And if we haven't realised, then the gap is going to persist and more sex, food, alcohol, attention or material gain becomes necessary whatever the drugs of choice are to get the relief from the pain. Every time these quick fixes wear off, the emotional pain of being separated from source, which is the well-being of life, returns. Now, you may or may not have realised that source, which is life's well-being, and self are actually the same thing. That's how incredible you are. You are actually source. You're a component of source. And as soon as you are pinched off from yourself, you are pinched off from the well-being of source. So why wouldn't we want to be in our own bodies? The reason why we wouldn't want to be in there is because we've not healed and we haven't made peace with ourselves yet. And the reason we wouldn't want to be in our bodies is because we've been trying to get away from inner wounds by using people and things outside of ourselves rather than sorting out and getting at peace with those inner wounds. Now, we can't master emotions when we're out of our body. When we're separated from ourselves, we are not in our body. And this means we're not able to just be with our emotions without feeling the intense pain of them fearful that they might be overwhelming and fearful that we don't have the resources to handle whatever appears for us emotionally in life. Now, of course, a great deal of this can be very, very unconscious. And in fact, if this has been your normal level of operation since a very young age, which it certainly was mine, you won't even realise that this has been what your life looks like. 
So here is the clincher in this community that is so important to understand. Both narcissists and codependents suffer from not being in their body. This is another one of those vital matches that you can understand. Codependents were not taught how to be in their bodies healthily and self-soothe. They did not know how to validate their feelings and their emotions. Codependents grew up with the programming to avoid emotions and detach from valuing themselves emotionally. Narcissists suffered traumatic childhoods, ones that were bad enough as a result of abuse, abandonment, engulfment or being objectified that they split out of their bodies. They submerged and killed off their true selves, saying to themselves, it is too painful to be myself. And they created an outer persona, a false self, to replace their true self. Narcissists are not in their bodies. It's far too painful to be there. Their self-annihilating superego, which is mercilessly battering the narcissist, with a crippled, ineffectual true self being destroyed by it, ensures that that inner terrain is horrendous internal pain. So this incredible inner fragility and insecurity is why the slightest trigger for a narcissist can lead to incredible reaction and narcissistic rage. Narcissists are chronically insecure and their egos, their false self, intensely personalize and create insane stories around things that non-narcissists would not bat an eyelash at. And you would have experienced that, you've seen that. Now many people believe that codependents and narcissists are opposites and that's why they attract each other. Now a lot of people believe that codependents are the givers, narcissists are the takers and that's why they attract. So even though on surface level this may appear to be the case and I understand why it could it appear to be so, I disagree heartily with that. We all live in an energetic world that is governed by law of attraction, which is like attracts like. Therefore, it is impossible for energetic opposites to connect. Doing opposites, yes. How we present in the world, yes. But it's not the doing that creates our realities. It's actually our emotional resonance. It's our energetic inner emotional belief system reality that creates our entire life. Vulnerable people attract vulnerable people. All abusers are horrifically insecure. And the abused are insecure also. This is something we need to really own. So abused and abusers are really the two sides of the one coin, the coin of not being a source to self. Obviously the most profound difference is that narcissists who really are the more damaged side of that coin, don't possess a conscience, whereas codependents who did not kill off their true selves and did not construct a life through a false self do possess a conscience. That's the big difference. So having said all of this, please don't think in any shape or form I'm using these emotional similarities to state you are a bad person because I know absolutely you're not. So my desire is not to shame you in any way. The narcissist did a great job of that. 
My purpose is to help you understand how to recover, evolve and heal and create a wonderful life full of source, which is love, well-being and worthiness as a result of coming home to yourself. In order to do this, you have to get in your body. It has to be safe for you to be firmly in the driver's seat of mastering being solid and being with your emotions. So what are the benefits of being in your body? The benefits of this are incredible. Firstly, you will be able to feel whole for no reason at all other than being connected to yourself, which is what source well-being truly just feels like. And you won't be triggered into powerlessness, fear and anxiety when something happens in your life outside of you. Can you see that this very separation from ourselves caused us to be really susceptible to being derailed by narcissists? It meant we tried to gain connection to ourselves from outside of ourselves and what we did is we drew another disconnected person, which is law of attraction. Then we didn't trust ourselves, we didn't lay boundaries, and we got hooked into the outside, which meant trying to change and control and manage the narcissist in order to try to stop our own internal emotional agony. Can you see that if you're in your body and if you're whole and solid, how that simply wouldn't happen? Can you see and understand that if you are truly in your body and you are connected to the well-being of source, which is life force, that you can't even possibly be a match for a narcissist. Law of attraction wouldn't allow it. Can you see the different vibrational realities? That this person is not going to be attracted into your experience and you're certainly not going to be attracted to that person. And that's why when people come home to the wholeness and the fullness of themselves, they look back at the narcissist and they have zero attraction. They have zero of those hooks and that addiction to that person. It just doesn't exist. And in fact, if you're in your body and you're whole, a narcissistic opportunity would not even enter your reality. It can't. You're going to ying and they're going to yang. You're not even in the same vibrational universe. So can you understand that the attraction was because unknowingly you and the narcissist were both not in your bodies? It's just as the codependent, like all of us, you were so busy, capable and involved in everything outside of yourself, which generally means looking after everyone and everything else other than yourself, that you didn't realise this. So how do we get in our body? How do we do that? I hope I've convinced you that recovery is about getting back into your body which means you have to be able to be with your inner without going for anything outside of you to try and escape your own emotions. And I promise you, I know when feeling emotionally terrorized how incomprehensible that originally feels. But I also promise you this, the sooner you make getting back in your body a vital mission in your life, the sooner you will heal, recover your life and st start creating your real life 
more powerfully and more authentically than you did even long before the narcissist was in your reality. I'm going to share with you many ways to do this and how I did this and how I stay firmly committed to being in my own body in calm, peace, solidness and emotional well-being. When I realized all of this that I needed to get in my body, it was at a time when my emotions were incredibly painful. It was after the second narc. Because of my understanding of what he was, point blank, the anguish was not about him or losing him or anything connected to him. Unlike the first narc, when I got out of that relationship, there were absolutely no illusions of love. There was a relief to be out and the knowing that I would never mistake what he represented as love again because it wasn't love. However, I had shattered emotions, trauma, huge emotional symptoms again, and obsessive reoccurring thoughts of the usual array of narcissistic betrayal, projections, accusations, adultery, pathological lies, all the normal symptoms of narcissistic abuse, as well as the knowing I'd been narked again. I knew I was hugely separated from my inherent source of well-being and my body, my cellular subconscious, my emotions, was not in good shape at all. So simply climbing into my body and being with it would have been like trying to create bliss within a Beirut war zone. For obvious reasons, it just wasn't that simple. A great deal of body work on releasing the pain was necessary to tone down the bombs going off inside me so that I could get inside my body and stay there. The method I used to release tons of pain as quickly as possible, piles and piles of it, was Quantum Freedom Healing, which is exactly the same process that's in the NARP program which meant shifting out and absolutely wailing out the pain, meeting it, going to it, embracing it and releasing it out of my body. So daily I did this, often for hours at a time. Now within only a few short weeks, the pain had diminished considerably and my mind was reflecting these changes, which is what our mind always does. Wherever the body chemistry goes, our mind reflects that level to the letter. So what that meant was I had far less obsessive thoughts and I was getting stronger and healthier as each day progressed. But then I had to confront so much more than just the ability to get on with and out into life again. I've gone through recovery before, I've done all this before, but I knew I had to go a lot deeper after all, I'd fallen for a narcissist again, and how on earth did that happen? I knew there were two main things. I still had family of origin stuff to clean up, which led me to create healings for this for myself, which I've now shared with you in the new mini program, which is the family of origin mini program. So I worked that very, very determinedly. Also, I realized I was not a full, solid, anchored in to myself even though I thought I was. So second narc had shown me point blank, point blank that I wasn't 
And I knew enough about law of attraction and this work and personal development and 100% responsibility. I knew there was no kidding myself. I knew I had to take responsibility and I had to go deeper. So this time, I focused massively on getting into my body. And this led to working on myself energetically and physiologically to get in the best possible shape I'd ever been in in my life, body, mind and soul. I wanted more than anything ever to create myself as a healthy source to myself. I knew looking to the outside was never going to work, ever. There was only one place to go and that was inside. So I got blood tests done and I discovered I was incredibly iron, magnesium and vitamin D deficient and possibly had been for a lot of my life. It's really important to understand that trauma and abuse wreaks incredible havoc on your body. Your body dumps incredible amounts of health when cortisol and adrenaline are coursing through your body. And there's tons of that going on in abu when you're being abused. Survival chemicals are meant to only operate for very short bursts. The long-term effects of these chemicals are disastrous for our well-being and a huge amount of significant damage occurs. Sadly, most medical practitioners only wish to advise antidepressants rather than deal with your vitamin and your mineral levels. It's vital to understand that the body-brain connection is absolute with your body being the most important thing you can work on. You need to be able to clear out the toxicity of painful emotions and also get your body cellularly into a healthy state for your brain to have its best possible chance to be healthy. Deficient and or toxic body chemistry, so that means if your levels have been damaged and if you're storing heaps of internal emotional agony, that's the toxicity. All of that equals depression and negative emotions, which of course only accentuates the separation from being in our body. And then the mind goes into overdrive trying to con contain or do something with the negative emotions rather than the negative emotions actually being healed. And it's a recipe for disaster. And it means that we have no option other than to look outwards to emotionally survive because our mind can't handle that level of emotional toxicity. And this is the total recipe for codependency and hooking up with abuse. I also, on this healing journey, I sourced flower essences and homeopathy and I've worked with remedies to assist in every way possible to support the deep toxic emotional purging I was doing with quantum freedom healing and to help heal my emotions and make it as safe as possible for me to be back with me. Now part of what I do is I also do yoga DVDs every morning and they're just wonderful to stretch and open up and be in my body and connect to the incredible source of well-being that permeates life in every moment of every day. Now initially, when I was first doing yoga, before I'd purged enough pain, I'd open up my body and I'd just cry. The pain was releasing so much. Now it's just this gorgeous, gorgeous bliss that yoga gives me. 
I love it. I also made a decision to create new and valuable friendships with like-minded people to extend out further in my life and I decided to eliminate any remaining people from my life that I knew were not taking responsibility and who may have been damaging other people as a result of their projections. I started creating green smoothies every day that were filled with organic produce and that was absolutely huge. They also have lots of superfood supplements. So all of it is about feeling good and being healthy. I gave up all addictive impulses. Every time I went for a fix outside of myself, I refused to go there. And I went inside instead, continuing to use Quantum Freedom work to shift the big painful separated parts of myself that were emerging as fearful or in pain and that were trying to get outside fixes. All of that had to go. And I used, and I still use, regular meditation and daily walking to just be, to breathe and connect in my body and connect through my heart to life as a part of daily maintenance. So I truly can't express to you how incredible it feels when you're in your body and when your body is healthy and free of toxic pain. I have to pinch myself regularly when I realize the difference between the old me and the new me. The new me is the real me. That whilst I was the old me, I really didn't know it wasn't functional. And that's so true that before we shift, we don't think there's anything wrong. We, or we don't know how what isn't working for us because it's just what we've always been doing. Now I realize just how dysfunctional and surviving and existing I was. And I am so grateful to narcissistic abuse experiences to be able to clean all of that up because otherwise I never would have. So the first one I got a lot done and the second one cleaned up the missing bits for me that I still needed to understand and work through. So the results of being in my body are huge. And what I've discovered is I'm in energetic attraction really quite effortlessly now for so much more in my life. Things come to me with far less effort. Things are unfolding that are literally miraculous. The people I'm interacting with are at a higher vibration than previously. I eat much better food. I love looking after me now. And because I feel so much more whole and solid, the edginess, the anxiety, the emptiness and the loneliness is gone. Life is so completely different. Truly, being in our body is glorious and it's where it's at. But in order to be able to get in our body, we need to heal it. We need to release the toxicity. We need to honour it to be able to get in there and to be able to stay in there. It's impossible to be inside your body happily and healthily when it's clogged up with pain, trauma and toxicity. And this is why it is vital to let go and clear it out. So I really hope that this radio show has given you some food for thought and some solutions and I hope that it may have really powerfully resonated with you as a really 
strong key as to why you're feeling disjointed and anxious and you're still in trauma. Because truly, the symptoms of narcissistic abuse all heal when you can release the toxicity and get back in your body and partner yourself and close your own gap. They all heal, totally. They're only symptomatic of the separation from yourself. So the blog article is coming out tomorrow and by all means, I'm going to love um, answering any comments or any questions that you do in response to the blog. So that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed the show and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Lots of love. Bye-bye.